Welcome to another episode of The Room Podcast, brought to you by NewEnglandMMA.org. Please follow, share, and enjoy the show, starting right now. Steve Domenico in the room podcast. We're running a little late today, but it's all my fault as usual. But joining me on the show first tonight is Colin Robinson, my man, the first time on my live podcast, man. Welcome to the show, bro. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing very well. Uh, you know, like uh, we talked about just, you know, finishing up this camp strong and everything. And then obviously, once again, thank you for having me on live. I'm pumped to be here. And uh, yeah, thanks once again, man. Excellent, my man. Well, the last time we uh, we spoke, you were heading to uh, Valor to, uh, you know, uh, I think you had like six or seven opponents before you actually got into that cage. But you head to Tennessee for the for the second time, and uh, you came away with a finish. And uh, you know, in someone else's uh, ballpark, man. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, how you feeling after that fight. Since uh, you know, it's been a, a two or three months now. Yeah, no, um, I'm feeling really good. Uh, yeah, it was definitely, uh, definitely a whirlwind, man, trying to deal with, you know, multiple opponents. But unfortunately, um, you know, I kind of got adjusted to it early in my first fight, uh, my first amateur fight. There was a lot of speculation of what was going to happen if the guy was going to show up. And then there was a little bit of some miscom- uh, miscommunication with him and his team showing up for weigh-ins. So he actually missed the uh, ceremonial weigh-in. So we were like, oh, man. This guy might have just not shown up or not wanted to fight it. So uh, my coach Ibre actually was, you know, kind of gave me the rundown how it does happen a lot in this sport that guys guys don't show up, guys miss things, guys just happen. So this one I was a little bit a little bit more prepared, but at the same time going through seven guys, I was just it was a lot to handle in one 24 hours notice. Yeah. You know, it was you know it it didn't change much because. Um, you know, our game plan was to be offensive on no matter who we we're fighting and focus on what we can control and do what we do best. And so it wasn't so much worrying about them, but at the same time, it goes in the back of your head. Like, oh, man, this guy's different. Oh, he's a little longer. Oh, he's got, you know, a little bit more wrestling. So uh, it was definitely a little little difficult. But, you know, at the same time, hey, fighters adjust. And you just got to adapt to the situation the best you can and believe in your skills and, you know, you're getting in the cage with someone, anything can happen, accept it, and just keep going. And here's the amazing thing about it. I mean, not only was it like your, your 20th opponent in a 24-hour uh, time span, you actually went up an opponent. This guy, I think, was like had a bunch of fights. He had a winning record, uh, fought for Valor a few times, man. So, um, dude, the challenge, Valor challenge, man, was uh, twofold here, man. Let's talk about, you know, knowing the opponent you were going against and did that excite you more that you knew you had a more experienced guy there and you could really get more experience fighting someone like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when, uh, we first kind of found the news about who we were going to be fighting, um, my coach and I threw on the film, um, cause luckily the promoter, um, he had a YouTube link. So we were able to get quick film on him and everything. So, and then as we were watching this film, you know, we we're like, okay, he knows what he's doing. We looked up his record and, end of the day my guy the guy that was originally gonna fight who um it just did not happen um 
he was zero and zero, and unfortunately, it would not have made me a better fighter. I could have gotten a win on my resume, and you know that would have been great. It's you know uh, obviously a win's a win, and that looks great on resume. But this fight was a very good character building moment, and what Coach Ibre teaches in the gym is, you know, you do the you you go for the best situation. Um, a great example is Aaron Ortiz in Nationals and uh, down in Tennessee. He had the number one seed, and you know, and a majority of the people are going to say, oh, I'll take number one seed. I'll take that. I'll go right to the finals, fight one time, I'm done. Aaron actually dropped down, uh, dropped down so he could fight one one more extra time yeah. just because he wanted to be able to fight and get more character, you know, building moments and be able to test himself. So, you know, that's something that Coach Ibre always preaches and to be able to kind of show it off an example for not only for myself, for my teammates, and for just the gym and community – it was really big, but um, yeah, Colton Dunn was a very tough guy. You know, three and two at the time. Now he's three and three, but he was a very tough opponent. He brought everything, and uh, it made me a better fighter. And at the same time, you know, it, listen, things are gonna happen, and you gotta be willing to, you know, jump up to those big moments and be ready for that because you never know when you're gonna get a call from what you see with all these MMA fighters. Yeah. You can be sitting on the couch, get one call, and you just gotta be ready to take take the opportunity and run with it, man. Definitely. Well, you learned a load, a load of stuff, uh, you know, heading there, man. Your second time heading to Tennessee, you're heading there again, my friend. But before we actually talk about what you're heading there for and your next opponent, man, how um, have you been training for this? Is there been anything new you've been adding? Because this is a, you know, as we know, the next fight is your biggest fight of your career and you're trying to get that experience. So have you added anything? What's been going on with this training camp? It's probably a little more opened up since, you know, uh, COVID has relaxed a little bit with the gyms, man. But, you know, what's been changing and what have you added anything? Yeah, um, so obviously, you know, my main training place is obviously Muay Thai, uh, Team Link Muay Thai. And uh, the real nice thing is um, we have Aaron and Matt Negrotti both going next week to Arizona for uh, Nationals. So both of them are getting ready and having Aaron Ortiz as a sparring partner and a drilling partner and even uh, holding the mat, uh, pads for me is, I think he's one of the best partners to probably ever have for anyone. You know, he's unbelievable and he makes me, it makes me just bring out that, you know, that side of me that I have to hustle and get ready to bring it. And so having Aaron and Matt, all these guys getting ready for their fights and, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can say much, but you know, Mikey's got some news coming I'm soon. Sure. To can't spoil anything, but Mikey's yeah. got news coming too. And that guy trains, you know, day in day out. So um, having those guys around me has been amazing because they, you know, they push you when you're tired. And then also, uh, we've had Miguel Cuevas has been uh, stopping by every Friday nice. for sparring. So being able to get just good sparring with him. You know, he's a vet. He's crafty. He's he's very seasoned. So I love always sparring with Miguel. He's He's been awesome. And then, uh, you know, the biggest thing is I've been trying just to uh, dip my toes and everything. Uh, last Thursday, I went down and trained with Sean Lally um, and Tommy Davis. So I was nice. able to get some them. Just, just trying to sprinkle in, just get everything in and get uh, basically any type of work that I can. And kind of just pick the brains of these guys that have been around in the New England MMA for a long time and everything. So it's been awesome. But, uh, no, uh, nothing crazy with changes. Just, you know, training at Team Link, you know, you know, preparing the best we can and, you know, getting ready for this fight. So, yeah, it's, you know, nothing crazy new, but uh, 
we're, we're coming, we're prepared, and very excited. Excellent. Well, you know, traveling to Lally and uh, getting some work with Tommy because them are big dudes, man. Them guys are uh, yep. you know your weight. Them uh, guys fight, you know, around your weight, man. So that's that's great getting work in there. So you've definitely added uh, some arsenals to your game, man. Getting some uh, you know getting some work from them guys and great guys and have the knowledge of MMA that can uh, really uh, you know boost you in there, man. So we're heading to Tennessee again, my friend. Um, where are we going with Chattanooga? Where you? Where were you? Chatt- at? Where were, you, where were you last time? Knoxville. Knoxville. So you guys are hitting, that, e- hitting every yeah. corner in Tennessee, man. Yeah, so Chattanooga is uh, – uh, Knoxville was the one where Aaron Hughes fought as well. Okay. So we, we both fought at uh, Cotton Eye Joe, which is kind of like the bar area arena. Um, this one is in Chattanooga at Camp Jordan, which is a more of a bigger arena and everything. Oh, so, uh, so, yeah, so, but- so Colin, they're taking the chicken wire off the cage, right? There's no chicken wire. Out of the cage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, I was busting Aaron's chops about that. Yeah. Because it was, I mean, going into hostile, hostile territory and, you know, people are going to be lit up. I'm saying, you know, you know, I, not saying anything about, about Valor, they're, they're a great organization, but we were just having fun with it, thinking people were going to throw bottles at the, because Aaron was coming in from, you know, Fall River, going into hostile territory. Yeah. But uh, they put on a great show, man. You go in there the third time. Now, uh, you know, now here's another challenge. You're going to another place in uh, Tennessee. You're driving, what, another 16 hours. Yeah. Uh, but now you have a title challenge on your hands now. I don't think anyone's going to be backing out of this fight. I think it's kind of set in stone. Are you fighting the current champ, or is this an open uh, open weight uh, weight title? No, yep. Uh, so this is an open weight title fight. Uh, they um, I, they did have a champion for a little while, but he actually then uh, turned pro, I believe, about two months ago. So the title was actually um, so it's up for grabs. Um, I'm fighting Tristan Scarborough. Um, he actually recently, his last fight, he fought for the 205 pound belt. And so, uh, he's coming down the 185. So he's a, you know, very tough opponent. So, um, we're expecting his A game. And, um, yeah, like you said, uh, I believe, you know, he's set in stone and he wants to fight for this title and everything. So I don't think I have to worry too much about a last second opponent, but if it does happen, it happens. You gotta be prepared. Excellent. My man. So, um, what's his, um, you know how long's he been at it? Uh, what's his? Uh, did you say his record? I I I didn't catch it because I tried to look up your fight on Tapology to get some information, but they hadn't put it up yet, and I didn't have a chance to really check him out. And I'm sure he's all over Tapology. What do you know about him as far as his record and his style? Yeah, um, so uh, he's obviously a bigger guy. Um, he was on the fight card that I fought on last, um, but obviously he was the main event for the uh, 205 pound belt. You know, he's um, obviously a little bit of a Bigger guy, yeah. He played football. You know, he's he has like an athletic build. Um, he's definitely a little bit more of a light-footed 205 pounder. So we um definitely expecting him to be like that. He's three and one. Um, his first ever fight was at 185 pounds, and then the rest were at 205. I'm not sure if that was just due to wanting to bulk up and not have to cut as much weight. And now he realizes that maybe it was a little too much. You know, he wasn't as strong at 205. So. We're not sure, but that's, you know, that's something that I, you know, I don't really care about. All I know is he's coming down to 185 pounds and, you know, he better be ready for, better be ready for it because we're bringing it. And, um, you know, he's a tough guy, but, 
you know, I'm a tough guy as well. And so, you know, we step in the cage and see who's the better man that night. Excellent. Well, Aaron Hughes is on uh, just uh, making a uh, saying the place was dope uh, where he fought. I mean, you know, Aaron had a ball, man. We had a ball talking about it. I'm sure, um, you know, you might have messaged him. You guys might have talked since he was heading uh, heading down there, man. Did you happen to catch Aaron's fight? I think I, I posted it, and he's been posting it, man. But what'd you think of it and, uh, you know, his first uh, pro fight? Because you're going to be there someday, and it could be for Valley, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, uh, so it's actually funny. When I saw they posted for Valor, I was like, oh, man, finally you got someone else going down to Tennessee. And um, I, you know, I saw him like uh, one time I came across the social media and like I remember he tagged like eight organizations and like a post like, hey, I'm looking for a fight. And I was like, oh, man, this guy wants it. I, like, I wonder if he ever reach out to Valor. Yeah. And so I saw that um, that he ended up getting a fight. And so I reached out telling him, uh, you know, all about the arena, how everything kind of works and everything. And also how great Valor really is, because. They do a phenomenal job of making sure that the fighters are comfortable, making sure that the fighters are ready, and that everything runs smooth. And so, uh, yeah, you know, I reached out to him, let him know how kind of the rundown was. And then, yeah, I did watch his fight. Uh, man, it's uh, it's Kanai Joe. Watching Kanai Joe fights from, like, kind of the – because last – every time I watch him, I'm there. I'll usually be, you know, out around cage side or near the cage just watching yeah. them, you know, my fights and stuff, just to kind of relax and loosen up. But man, watching on the TV, it was, uh, it was really cool to be able to see not only, you know, a New England fighter, but a Massachusetts guy, you know, yeah. go in there in Tennessee and, you know, pull out a really, really good win. Like, you know, that was an awesome fight just because he got tested and then also just powered right through. And, you know, he looked awesome. And so it was it was really cool to be able to see him win his first, uh, first pro fight. Excellent, man. Yeah, uh, New England's bringing it. The younger guys uh, and girls, ladies are uh, going around uh, the country, jumping onto other cards, man. So let's go back to your opponent uh, real quick, man. You mentioned he's a football player or was a football player. So you guys got something in common here. Um, you were a football player. You got into uh, the martial arts game, I think, uh, a little later. Uh, after your football career. Uh, so uh, something in common with this guy. So you might have something to talk about. Uh, I'm sure the camaraderie between you two is going to be pretty, uh, pretty, you know, casual and, uh, you know, no, n- you know, no need to, you know what I mean? You guys uh, might pal it up, no. pal it up after the fight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know what, by the way, you know, he carried himself last time at weigh-ins, you know, he wasn't like that guy that's getting in your face, pulling a Jeremy Stevens and, you know, pushing you and giving concussions. You know, he's, He's not that type of guy, you know, he's going to be, he's very relaxed, you know, but yeah, I I have nothing but respect for him. I'm very thankful that, you know, he's taking this fight because, you know, uh, you know, not, you know, you start to get to the point where it's harder to find fights, it's harder to find matchups. And so, um, you know, I, I applaud him for taking this fight. I really appreciate it. And also he's going to make me a better fighter at the end of the day. So, you know, it's a win-win and I'm definitely excited to share the cage with him. Excellent. Uh, Colin, as you were talking about that, I was flashing some of your football play, uh, football picks. You actually play rugby too, right? Like you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you played all them violent, uh, you know, <laughs> knocking, knock someone in the jaw kind of sports. So MMA mixed martial arts, man, is right in your ball game, brother. So, um, you know, from the beginning, of course you're gonna, you know, get better and better, but you know, from that first fight till now, what, what is the biggest thing you think you've, you've learned uh, I know we haven't gotten that cage yet, but man, it's been a while. I mean, you learn a lot between fights, man. What do you think is the biggest thing you've learned, uh, you know, since that first fight and this one coming up? Um, I would say probably the biggest thing 
that I've learned is just be patient. You know, patience wins. You know, you don't have to go out there and take the guy down immediately. Um, you know, that's one thing that um, I truly do love about training at a Muay Thai gym with all these Muay Thai guys is, you know, they're not, you know, it's not right away we're coming guns blazing. You know, it's patient, it's timed, it's, you know, calculated, it's smooth. And, you know, you know, Coach Ibre really, really does a great job of holding pads up, you know, basically making sure that we're nice and controlled. We're always, you know, being patient, you know, making sure we're doing things. And so uh, my last fight, I was able to be much more patient. And, you know, by the second round, he was gassed and I was just getting ready to go. So I think... Uh, <laughs> more comfortable having patience and you know being confident in not only my wrestling but also in my striking because my first fight you know um as you know in this mma world you have nca champions that can't for some reason get a double leg but they put on wrestling shoes they'll be able to get double legs all day it's getting punches thrown at them they might throw things off and so you know my first fight i was a little nervous about just trying to even get someone down and once i got that accomplished and then got the guy out my second fight i was like man, I, I want to be able to see what I can do on the feet. And last time I was able to get hit and I was able to respond punches and then eventually get it down. But uh, yeah, you know, basically patience and, you know, basically being confident in my own skills. You know, you gotta, you gotta be confident in your own skin, you know, be comfortable. Excellent, my man. Well, you know, it's early in the year, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, but you're going to try to get in that cage as much as you can. Is that is that your uh, is that your goal for 2021? Is to get as much cage time? And I mean, you jumped in to this you know this career a little later in the game, but you know, looking at a lot of MMA fighters, uh, they have been getting into their MMA career later in the, you know in their sports career. And they're fresh, you know what I mean? They haven't gone through a lot of the battles and stuff like that. And they're sponges. And, and you know, being athletic as yourself and being with all these people, man, uh, The you know, you're you're a big uh, commodity right now, uh, you know, at that 185-pound uh, class for New England, man. Um, but what are you looking for? Like, what what is this something you want to do as your profession is to become a professional MMA fighter? Or, you know, what what is it? Uh, what's your goal here? Oh, absolutely. Um, listen, it, if you're not in this to be a professional and be the best that you can be and be the best that, you know, you strive, you know, you strive day in, day out to be, then you shouldn't be doing this sport. I 100% want to be a professional. I want to do this for the rest of my life. I, I enjoy every second of it. Even some days when you come home, you're like, man, I got roughed up today. I, you know, I always like to call my brother or me and call my girlfriend and be like, man, I got a nice slice of humble pie today because some days, some days are humbling, but those are the days that you sit back like, man, I got better today from that. You know, last Friday, same thing, you know, Aaron Ortiz, man, Aaron just lit me up and I just remember leaving just like, oh, like today was a tough one, but you know, I, I love everything about the sport and um, yeah, I am a hundred percent going all in on this. Um, you know, obviously I still work. I work part-time right now. Um, but, you know, I still work just to be able to keep bills. And, you know, I still have student loans to pay. But, yep. you know, I'm fully focused on this. And, you know, I I give this day in, day out everything I got. And, you know, there's no no regrets. I don't want to be, you know, in my later 40s, 50s saying, oh, I, I wish I trained a little harder. I, I could put a little more, more time into it. Imagine if I did that. I don't want to do that. I want to be able to go full full throttle into this thing. So, yes, uh, a pro career is 100% what I'm looking at for sure. Excellent, my man. Is um, 
you know, Muay Thai is always there too, man. You're in the right gym. I mean, you can jump back and forth. I mean, but if you're an MMA fighter, that's got to be your focus. I mean, you got to, that's got to be, you can't be jumping in other things at that point. But man, all the power to you, bro. Uh, doing good things, great things, getting a, you know, an amateur title fight in another state, uh, you know, after your third time in there, man, that's a big Big, big to do early in your career, man. Uh, so congratulations. A couple more questions, man. Uh, we got we got some time before this fight's happening, uh, dude. You know, uh, you know, w- what's training like now? Is it, it like you said? It's full throttle, and, and Aaron's kind of kicking your ass right now. When uh, when does it start to die down? When do you start to uh, kind of uh, how long before the fight do do they stop beating the shit out of you and kind of like you know let your body rest up and get ready for uh, you know to beat this guy up? Yeah, um, absolutely. So, uh, obviously, luckily, Aaron and Matt Negrotti and uh, Coach are leaving next Tuesday, uh, next Wednesday for uh, Nationals. So, I'll have, you know, a little bit, I'll have like three days off of being able to just train with, you know, and be able to get pad work in with a few other coaches and everything. But I won't have to worry about Aaron on sparring Friday. But Friday, you know, this upcoming Friday, I know he's going to bring it because he's got one more week left of hard training. But, um, so I'm excited for that. But, uh, yeah, usually, to be honest, I, I can't tell you when we will stop going hard, when we will not, because uh, Coach Ubre does, does a fantastic job of keeping on your toes. He doesn't want you to know what to expect. You know, my first fight, I didn't um, – my last sparring session was the Wednesday of the Wednesday of the fight. So I fought Saturday, and we sparred hard on Wednesday. And my last fight, I stopped the Friday before, so uh, – and give myself a, another whole week to rest. So it, he doesn't really uh, put kind of like a uh, stamp on when we're going to stop, when we're going to like slow it down. He does a great job of monitoring everything. And if he feels that you're not ready yet, you need a little bit more rounds in, we're going to get more rounds in. So, uh, you know, it's actually something I really like because um, from what I've seen with a lot of guys um, and just doing a lot of re- research because, you know, I love the sport. Uh, you know, when you start controlling your own schedule, that's when maybe things start getting out of hand for you and uh, you start missing key things because you can control, like, oh, I'm yeah. good, I'm, you know, that's set. You know, I don't. I, I think that's actually a really good thing that's out of my hands. I show up and I train. He tells me we're doing 100 kicks. We're doing 100 kicks. <laughs> we're doing no kicks. We're doing no kicks. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have an answer for that. But, uh, you know, Coach does a great job of making sure that our bodies are rested and as well as our minds, too. Excellent, my man. Uh, great coach. Great things coming out of that gym. Uh, you know, it's it's proof in the pudding right there that he's doing great things in there. All the coaches, all the all the players in that gym are helping each other out and making each other great, dude. Uh, last thing, my friend, before I let you go. Any shout-outs, any thank yous, anything you want to throw out there before I let you go? Uh, maybe you and I will have a one-on-one down the line, maybe a week week out from the fight. Uh, but we'll see. I, I might leave you alone and let you go. Uh, uh, because I know you'd be getting tortured when uh, Ebre comes back from uh from the from the the tournament there. So uh, l- let it all go, man. It's the, the the floor is yours right now. All right, cool. But um, yeah, uh, huge shout outs to uh, Team Link, to Coach Ebre, to Mikey. You know, big things are coming for him. That guy's awesome to be able to watch. Uh, you know, pro train like that day in day out, and just you know never stop and oh, never complain. You know, the guys. I've never heard him complain once. He's unbelievable. He's just he's an he's an awesome leader to have at our gym. Um, you know, another big shout out to Aaron Ortiz. Aaron makes me better every single time. You know, he pushes me. You know, he he you know he gets on me hard, and so I really appreciate that. Matt Negrotti. Um, 
you know, he's he's coming for nationals. It's his first time fighting for na- uh, the national tournament. So, you know, he's going to be bringing it. Um, I'm expecting big things from him. And then everyone else at the gym, you know, thank you so much. You guys make me better. Um, big shout-out to my mom. I love you, mom. Big shout-out to my brother. Love you, big bro. See you this weekend for the fights. Um, shout-out to everyone, you know, back at home to always support me. Thank you, everyone. You know, I can't wait. It's going to be a fun fight, and uh, I'm ready. And uh, once again, thank you for having me tonight, man. I appreciate it. I love being able to come on the show and everything. And then, you know, shout-out to uh, New England MMA. We're making more moves. We got Rob Font coming. Tom Pags looks like he's got something coming, yeah. too. Hillary Rose with the unreal win as well. So, uh, you know, New England MMA is really doing big things. And then also, um, you know, it wasn't obviously the result that he was looking for, but watching Nick Alley fight, you know, for Cage Tree, that was awesome as well. You know, it's just, it's awesome to be able to see these guys represent New England MMA at, you know, the high levels and everything. So it's, it's just expiring. It's uh, very inspiring. So, you know, shout out to everyone. And uh, yeah, let's, let's get this win, bring home this boat from Massachusetts and keep it going. Excellent, my man. Well, you're in great company, bro. Uh, all them names you mentioned are uh, great fighters, and they're really representing uh, New England well. So, my man, Colin Robinson, fighting May 15th. It's a Saturday night. Fighting for the Vala Fighting Challenge middleweight amateur title in Chattanooga, Tennessee, man. We'll all be watching, brother. We'll be, uh, you know, cheering you on, man. And, uh, you know, good luck. Uh, have a great rest of your training camp. And I appreciate your time tonight, man. And we'll, you know, we'll catch up definitely soon, my man. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Have a good night. You too. Awesome. That was cool. Colin is a fucking awesome dude. Uh, So we are going to have um, Blaine Shutt on very soon. Let me uh, just make sure... All right. Uh, everyone's sending me friend requests. I don't know if anyone knew, but I was uh, banned for like f- three days, and then I from Facebook, and I came on uh, for more for like a day and a half, and got banned again. And the reason why I got banned was because I uh, I put the the fight ending of uh, Jake Paul and uh, Ben Askren. So before I get to um, before I get to Blaine, I just want to do... What do I got up here? Oh, well, Colin, before he left, was talking about all these uh, all these fighters that um, you know are doing well and uh, getting great opportunities around the country. Before I have Blaine on, I would just like to get this poster up of... Um, this is huge. Mitch Raposo and Cameron Lachinov are both on the Ultimate Fighting Tough series. 29. They are probably in Vegas right now uh, starting filming. I don't know when filming starts. But as soon as you see Mitch and uh, or don't see Mitch or uh, Cameron on social media, that means they're in Vegas because as soon as they stop posting, they are under lock and key and they are filming the show and they are trying to become the ultimate fighter 29 season winners, man. This is fucking huge. We have two New England fighters on the show the same fucking time. Uh, Cameron is uh, usually a welterweight. He is fighting in the middleweight class, which is a fucking huge. For them to take Cameron, who is a 170-pounder, and he's moving up in class, and to put him on the show, that just shows you that the caliber of fighter he is. Mitch Raposo... 
Five and zero. Oh, the dude has been killing people since uh, the dude has not lost a round in his amateur or pro career. He, this dude, is meant for the UFC and uh, the top elite in there, and it will come. Mitch Raposo and Cameron Lachinov heading to tough. Season 29. They're probably there already. Uh, if anyone watched Mitch, Mitch uh, had his little uh, his little um, his little uh, interview with some of the media for uh, MMA Junkie and stuff like that, asking him about uh, the opportunity. And let me tell you, that dude sounds like a fucking seasoned pro when that kid talks. He's been in the podcast a million times. He's been in here in this room with his regiment uh, training center. Training partners, Aaron, Kelts, all them guys, they've been in here. And Mitch has been nothing but a pro, uh, you know, in and out of the cage. The kid is meant to be a champion. And uh, congratulations, Mitch and Cameron on that show. Cameron, too. Cameron uh, had fight of the year uh, for Bellator last year in uh, John, uh, John, Big John's eyes. And that's huge. Uh, huge, huge. He came away with a loss in that fight, but he actually, you know, look at look at the fight. Look at the fight. So uh, one more thing here we got. Uh, one last thing before I call Blaine. Um, one more minute. I just want to throw this up because Enigma Jiu-Jitsu is sold out. Their card is sold out. It is happening in June. I will be there. I will be um, announcing winners, I don't know, or something like that. June 5th, the Enigma Jiu-Jitsu Absolute Tournament is sold out. The only way you can watch it now is if you subscribe to, uh, I can't think of their channel, uh, regionalcombatsports.com. I think I nailed it. Uh, to watch these fights, New England uh, Northeast Combat Sports is also hugely involved. Um, Christos Papadelos, he's the man in charge here. The kid is fucking not even legally old enough to drink. And he's got his own fucking business running absolute tournaments, combat jiu-jitsu. And uh, he's actually in the tournament. Well, he's he's in a um, a super, super fight. So huge for him. So let me tell um, Blaine right now. I'll be calling him. Uh, ready? Hopefully this works. But if uh, you didn't know, Blaine, the shutdown shot, is fighting. For Bellator MMA, June 7th, Mohegan Sun, Bellator 258. Um, there he is right now. But before I have him on, actually, uh, yeah, he's, I am going to play uh, the New England uh, Northeast video for the tournament. So let me play that while I call Blaine. May 8th, NE Combat Sports presents... The 2021 Boston Open. Five submission-only tournaments. Cash prizes for fight of the night and submission of the night. And finally, the rematch fans have been begging for between Chris Scott and Uncle Bobby McCarran. Available on demand next day on Regional Combat Sports. I'll introduce you. All right, hold on. Where is he? Where's the guest catcher? There he is. 
Blaine, the shutdown shut. Lay Blaine, let me get your uh, text up here so everyone can follow you on Instagram and all that other stuff if they have not already because you are a popular fighter on social media, brother. And that is only because you produce, not only because you produce in the, in the cage, but you do marvelous things for the wrestling community and uh, et cetera, man. So, brother, congratulations, my friend. How are you? Uh, I'm great. I'm great. Thank you very much, bro. I'm excited. Super excited. Dude, it's been a long time, man. Uh, you know, fighting tooth and nail just to get a fight. And, uh, you know, now it's now it's coming. And it's for Bellator, man. Let's talk about it and how you're feeling about the opportunity. Uh, yeah, I'm blessed, you know. Uh, yeah, it was getting to a point where it was... I, I didn't know if it was ever going to come, you know. Um, it almost felt like I was getting forced into retirement. Uh, nobody wanted to fight me anywhere. No promotion wanted to match me up because nobody in, in any promotion was willing to fight me, um, at least at my weight class. So uh, it was getting very scarce, you know, and I mean, I'm definitely willing to go up and wait, but I won't paid for it. I've said that before, and nobody else was willing to pay me for the matchups that they wanted me to go up to in a weight class for, let alone if I even did accept it, which I'm not going to throw any names out there promotion-wise. They backed out of doing it even up at a weight class above. So, I mean, that being said, um, outside of coming up in a weight class, obviously I would do it in a heartbeat and a snap of a finger for either the UFC or Bellator. And uh, Bellator eventually pulled through and pulled the trigger and decided to give me that shot, you know, and I'm going to make it the best fucking decision they ever made in their life for that promotion. Excellent, man. And what a fucking shot you got. Uh, Bellator 258, a huge Huge, huge card, man. Uh, hi, I mean, did, did you think you could have got on this card with just how deep it is and just all the players that are fighting on it? Did you think there was an opportunity or was this just like kind of a, a rabbit in the hat and rubbing the genie lantern and then all of a sudden Blaine gets a call, the Bellator? Um, yeah, I mean, at first I didn't even really take notice of the card. It was more or less just me talking to Lars uh, at full contact management about like we just need to get a fucking fight kind of story and um yeah, i mean he literally was even blasting on social media calling everybody the fuck out to fight me and absolutely nobody for the multiple times he did that replied and said nothing none of those pussy ass 25 pounders out there in the whole fucking world let alone country wanted some um so Finally, you know, uh, the trigger got pulled with Bellator, and I mean, I looked at that card and I said, holy shit, especially because originally they reached out to me the re to, to fight that Carlos guy that uh, Cupcakes is fighting. Yeah. And I was all about that, you know, but after talking with the full contact management, Lars and all them, um, as bad as I wanted it and as bad as I really wanted to be on the show, with where I'm at right there about to break through, whether it was going to be UFC or Bellator, that wasn't a smart move for me to do. Uh, we don't want to be a one-and-done and blow our load. We want to get there, make our name, and establish something. So uh, he convinced me that it was we should have passed on it and uh, that just being patient and eventually it would come. And, I mean, I grit my teeth, and it really upset me at first. And I remember us turning it down, and I messaged him the next day, especially after Cupcakes took it, and I sat down there <laughs> and fucking took it. And he, he just reminded me. He's like, no, man. He's like, we made the smart move. Just be patient, and literally the next day, came at me with another opponent's name, and he's like, "We got this. We're getting this as a better opponent. This is even more money than I was getting offered for the last fight, and it's gonna allow me to 
knock off another huge name in the world of MMA and establish me as one of the best in the world and one of the top tier promotions in the world. Excellent. Well, you talked about, um, you know, we can't talk about the opponent because uh, it's still, you know, the, the, the contract is signed, everything's set, but uh, Bellator hasn't released that yet. Uh, but, dude, this is uh, this is opponent that could blast you into that, you know, a contract with Bellator or, you know, even bigger, bigger things for you, man. Is this the fight you've been waiting for, the matchup, even though, you know, no, no, let's leave it there. Is this a, is this the kind of matchup you've been looking for? Uh, I think that this is in a fucking person, perfect, perfect matchup for me. I mean, um, we're, we're both we we style clash each other very well. That's gonna make this an extremely interesting fight. You know, like me being the wrestler, him being the grappler. It's almost like a me and Lopez fight again, but this time. There's going to be no cap on this. Like, this shit's going to get blown off, and one of us ain't walking out of there. So, my man, uh, it's been a while uh, since you won that CES flyweight, uh, the first one ever, man. Uh, was there anything, uh, you know, full contact management? Of course, they uh, contacted CES, but, you know, CES hasn't been able to get you a fight, and it's probably because what you talked about, nobody wants to step up, man. But, um, you know, what's their thought? It seems like they're excited about you uh, getting some big eyes on you. And, uh, you know, you still have that belt that represents them. So it, it's kind of giving them some uh, some eyes on them also. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I love being the CES champ. Um, there was a couple things that I was a little upset and disappointed about, um, like them giving somebody a specific fight and not matchmaking them with me. And then ultimately they end up getting in the ultimate fucking fighter when it should have been me because he should have been coming off an L from me. But no, he got to be able to get the pass-go-for-free bullshit card and get away from me without having any fucking penalties to pay. Realistically, though, I was the one that ended up having to pay those penalties being the champion, which I felt like me being the champion should have gotten the... the What's the word I'm looking for? The first go, the first attempt at it, right? You know? But I felt like they pushed him over me, which, you know, I get it. You know, like, I was never meant to be their champion. They brought me in because they didn't, they didn't know how good I really was. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to um, tidy up somebody else's diaper and push them into the UFC. But I corrupted all that, and I destroyed it, and I crumbled it, and I let them know that I'm the new face of that show and took over New England MMA. I mean, I'm not even from there, but everybody treats me like I'm family now. I run that joint as my home now. I love all you guys, Miami News, all that shit, New England MMA. Everybody disguised me from there. You know, I'm number one there. I'm number two in PA, and that's where the fuck I live. <laughs> you know, so I, I love it. You know, um, I just, like I said, um, I'm just a little upset that I didn't get the push that I felt like I deserved. But you know what? I got the next best thing, if not a better thing, situation out of it. You know, just believing in God's plan, you know, and I mean, I don't know what all went into the UFC selecting who they selected, but I mean, I put in my uh, resume and all that other stuff like that to be on that uh, show. And, you know, um, he got picked over me for whatever the hell reason it was. I mean, congrats to him. I'm sure, like you said, I know you like him. Uh, I heard you fanboy out before you did me a call. Fuck you. That's my boy. I love Mitch. Mitch and I, I know Mitch. Mitch, my man. <laughs> look, I get you. Look, this is a fight game. Look, outside of a cage and outside of what's mine, 
Me and him can be friends. We can shake hands. We can train. We can share a beer, bro. We can share a girl for all I care. <laughs> but when it comes to business and making money and what's mine is mine, that fight game is mine. And that was mine. You know, so that's where it all comes into play. Like I said, I'm cool with anybody. But when it comes to business, I don't fucking play around, you know. And I, I truthfully feel like I got wronged and, you know, whatever. Good for him. Uh, I mean, the grudge in me wants him to get his ass whooped. Because I want him to drop out and I want him to come fight me. But if that happens, that means that I didn't do my job at Bellator. So I'm actually rooting for both of us to do our thing, you know. I hope he makes it. I hope he does whatever the hell he does, promotes right. Um, me doing my thing for uh, Bellator, um, that I'm looking to get my contract. But you best believe if anything falls through, things don't go the right way for either of us or both of us, I'm fucking gunning for him. Awesome, my man. Well, a couple of more questions. I know, uh, you know, you're just getting out of training. You're, uh, you know, this isn't an ideal fight camp for you. I mean, it's, you know, kind of late, no, uh, very late notice, but, uh, you know, you don't have to really cut weight and stuff like that. But, dude, you know, how's, uh, you know. Fuck no, dude. I ain't cut weight. I mean, I'm sitting here eating fucking. <laughs> Masvidal, you got a cheeseburger in there? I got me in like, uh... <laughs> So, my man. <clears throat> You know, what, what do we got? Two and a half weeks here, man. Uh, dude, it's crunch time. Uh, you know, how's how's, tra how's the body feeling? Of course, you're going to say great, but, you know, how's it feeling? How you feeling? And, uh, you know, it's been a long time since you jumped in that cage. You know, how's everything feeling for you? And, and you ready to go? Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm going to be as prepared as I can possibly be with the short time frame that I got, you know. Um you know, it's true what they say. You know, the call can come at any minute. You just got to stay ready. Um, I think I stayed ready to the best of my capability of being such a long layoff of constant um, letdowns and disappointments of fights not happening and people saying things and then just constantly getting turned down. Um, I mean, there were times where I was like, fuck this, and I'm done. And there were times where I was like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to grind through it and get, get, get through these points and stay ready. And then... Something happens again where it just like a fight gets turned down or a missed opportunity. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing this for? And I take a break off. And then as soon as I take this break off and haven't trained for a couple of weeks, an opportunity comes back up. And it's like, wow, of course it comes now. But fuck it. I wasn't missing this opportunity to all. I can be ready in a fucking two-week fight camp. This is three rounds. I've been doing five rounds for years. Half the time, nobody even gets past one fucking round with me. So, you know, I'm excited about this. I'm excited to put on a show. I'm excited to get the job done and get that paper, come out with another contract and establish myself in a huge promotion where I feel like I've deserved to be in for quite some time now. Excellent, my man. Well, one more question before I let you give your shout outs. One of your uh, old training partners and maybe, you know, down the line might get some cross training with him again. If you bring up Tony <laughs> and our goddamn... You brought it up. You brought it up. You brought it up. Go ahead. Put on your Tony. Dude. Now. You, took off, you took off your mix. I love Tony. Dude, I, 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 hey, I interviewed Tony for the first time since I think, uh, you know, was before right before he was getting on the, uh, the Contender Series, man. Kudos to that dude, man. You guys, you know, friends, uh, you know, training partners there, man. He wished you well when he found out, you know, you got that Bellator fight, man. You know, uh, what's going on, man? You guys from uh, from that area, man, you're, you're getting it done. How are you feeling about Tony? And, uh, you know, does he, did he give you a little pep talk and say, uh, I'm going to see you, you know, by the end of the year here in the UFC, bro? Yeah, you know, like he, he's super excited for me. He's super proud of me. And, uh, 
you know, um, and then I reached out to him, and I'm like, hey, man, you're going to conform me for this, whatnot, and he was all about it, really wanted to, and he looks over at Kayla and goes, hey, can we go corner Blaine, and she's like, no, we're going to go to Disney World instead, so, you know, I, he deserves it, you know, yeah. he would have been there for me, absolutely, um, I'm especially proud of what he's doing, uh, but yeah, he's going to take the family to Disney World after that last win, and that another fight bonus, you know, like, Tony's doing it up. I'm super proud of him myself. I know he's proud of me. You know, he's one of my best friends. We we talk a lot. I constantly leave messages on his phone if he doesn't answer. Um, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I, like when you when you had him on and I found out, I was like, why the fuck was I not on there with him, bro? That would have been probably the most lit freaking podcast that you've ever had. Well, we'll do but, we'll uh, do that in the future, my friend. Definitely in the future, we'll get you both on. It'll be a good time. And then apparently he was talking about coming down to 25, and I nipped that in the butt real fucking quick. I said, bring your ass down here. I will tickle your ass to submission. It ain't about it. But no, I want some real shit. If Tony were to go down to 25, that'd be some scary shit for yeah. some people that in a, in a division that I'm not involved in. He's got he's got some options, my man. So last thing, my friend. Uh, well, last two things before I give you let you give you shout outs. Uh, who's uh who's gonna be cornering you? Who's gonna be heading to uh helping you out? Uh, you know, at Bellator this time. Um, it's gonna be my home gym. So normally within my last couple fight camps, I've been flying out to California and training at AKA with those guys. Um, as soon as I got this call, um, um, I instantly hit up DC and I asked about going out there and finishing my camp with him and whatnot. Um, and I mean, I was, I was welcomed to arms wide open. Um, so I would have been out there with Crutchmer and Pinsonini and all them. Um, but after talking with, uh, my coaches here at home with the short notice, um, we felt like it really wasn't that great of an idea to do. Um, especially with my corners being my hometown coaches and stuff like that. We going in here, a game plan is going to be extremely crucial and we don't want to just freelance fight this and go on a whim. Uh, this is the biggest opportunity of my life, and uh, we really need to go in here with a game plan and stick with it. And going out to California, as much as I love the team there and everybody at AKA and the incredible training I get there, um, it's just too loose-ended on a game plan of what I need to do. Um, so the smarter decision was I'm going to just stay here, train personally with my boxing coach, train personally with my BJJ coach, and, uh, and my striking and all that other stuff like that. So I'll have my boxing coach, Manny Rose. Um, I'll have my uh, uh, BJJ and striking instructors, uh, Ben Moser and Matthew Rizzo, who's a Bellator and UFC vet himself. Um, he was also in the Ultimate Fighter back when they did the flyweight division. Um, they were my corners for uh, my uh, Seanson Telefight, which was really like the turning point in my career of me uh, finally, pull, finally pulling the trigger and... Uh, um, being able to like um, perform at my capability that I really was, considering I had like a a governor on my whole fight career beforehand, you know, like that was like really the career defining moment for me of finding out who I am as a fighter, you know, um, and, and how and how I transitioned into this game to being the best, you know, and uh, I'm super excited about this. I'm excited with my corners, you know, it's gonna be a great time. Um, we're just going to take the most out of this and hopefully perform at the best of my capability and get a contract out of it, even at 35. I mean, it's a lot of bulking up. Because like you said, you know, um, uh, I am a 25-pounder. I walk around at this weight class, you know. So, But, I mean, for months now, I, I knew if a call was going to come, it could have been at 35, yeah. and I was going to take it. So I've been training my body um, and lifting heavy to adjust, the to accommodate the difference between the 25 and 35-pound 
20, 30, 25 and 35 pound difference uh, weight class divisions. So, I mean, besides, like, this isn't my first time fighting at 35 either. So I can hold myself as one of the best at 35 or 25. So, Excellent, my man. Well, the confidence, confidence is there as it should be, my friend. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And, uh, yeah, I'm a fanboy of yours, too. You know that. You know how I talk to you uh, in the, <laughs> on the message. Goddamn Carol Baskin. <laughs> All right, my man. Uh, I Hey. There's some pri- some surprises coming out for you. Laws is working. Laws and Travis are working hard behind the scenes, uh, getting stuff ready for you f- to make this uh, Bellator debut. So a lot of big things are going to be coming out in the next two weeks, uh, supporting you and uh, you know getting the eyes on you, my man. So uh, all the power to you, man. It's been a long time, and congratulations on finally getting uh, you know getting a very well deserved opportunity here. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Um, just a quick shout out, um, Lars, seriously, bro, thank you so much. I know when you first reached out to me and stuff, I was, I was a little distant and skeptical. Um, I wasn't really sure where I was at with my career and what I wanted to do. Um, I also want to thank my ex-manager, Perry Gibson, um, down at Tech MMA, where I first, um, met Tony and the family down there that I had that got me to become the CES champ that I was. Um, I definitely appreciate, um, being part of that family and everything that you've done for me. Um, I know that, like, you probably would have appreciated being a part of this, but, like, something needed to change, and nothing was going on, and, you know, Lars stepped in, full contact management, you know, they fucking made a promise to me to get me to the next step, and you know what? They did it. So, um, I'm, I'm super appreciative of it. I'm super appreciative of everybody that's done anything for me to get to this point. I, you know, it's been a long time, long time coming that I had a lot, I had a lot of haters, especially in my family, you know, like, being like, well, when are you going to stop fighting? You can't do this the rest of your life. And, like, like, are you are you going to make it? Like, you've been fighting for so long now, and it seemed to them like it was never going to happen. But I, I knew I was there. I knew I had the skill set. And uh, I had the backup and the full contact management that believed in me and my training partners and everything that kept me pushing forward to uh, finally getting that chance, you know. Um, and I'm not going to let anybody down. I'm going to run with this. And uh, I'm going to get that mic at the end of the fight, and I'm going to tell my baby girl to go to bed. <laughs> and I love her. And uh, hopefully walk out that cage and get a contract. Excellent, my man. Well, there you have it. Blaine, the shutdown shot, man, making his Bellator debut at Bellator 258. Opponent to be named later. We have an article that is ready to be pushed and sent out with all the information on it. We just can't do it till Bellator gives us the word. But it's fire, and make sure you share the fuck out of it because we got to support this fight because it's huge, huge for Mr. Champ Champ Blaine, the shutdown shot, my man. Welcome, and thank you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much uh, for coming on, man. I know it's crunch time. I know a bunch is going on, but I want to get you sooner than later and uh, let you focus on this fight. So, Blaine, thank you so much uh, for everything uh, that, you know, all the time you give me and, uh, you know, all the fun in these chats we have. No, absolutely, brother. I appreciate you. I love being on the show. Fucking hilarious. We always fucking run it up. So one of these days, I'm going to have to actually drive out there and sit next to you. We'll do it. Um, We'll do it sometime. Yeah, man. I appreciate everything so much. Thanks for having me on. All right, my man. You have a good night, and uh, we'll talk soon, bro. Yes, sir. Later. Later. All right. Fucking awesome. (laughs) Fucking Aaron. Aaron, it's the fight game, man. I... All right, uh, Blaine, the shutdown shut. 
Uh, that that was awesome, man. Great show. Colin Robertson fighting May 7th. The world gets put on notice. Um, so we got a bunch of shit going on for Blaine. Uh, Tra- uh, Travis and Laz are working hard behind the scenes. Uh, I, I don't know if, I think shirts might be being made uh, for purchase. Uh, Blaine's got a fucking fan base and a half. Uh, he's doing great things in MMA, uh, which we haven't seen in over a year, but he's also got his, uh, the, the uh, his, uh, wrestling, um, his wrestling camp and all that stuff he is doing for the youth and the wrestling program and everything he's doing, man, the, the guy's a good kid. Uh, he's very confident and he's hungry to fight, man. And, uh, you know, that it is what it is. So last thing before I go, because it has been the topic of the last few days, well, for the last fucking two weeks, and it did shut me down on Facebook for a week, for three days. Um, where is it? Oh, there it is right there. Um, I'm just going to throw this up here. You can hate me. But last thing, who? Who's next for Jake Paul? People. And I think the fight was rigged, and uh, I think uh, Ben Askren took a dive. Not that he would have won the fight. I, th- I probably, I think he probably would have got tuned up anyway. But um, I thought that was a phantom punch. It did connect pretty good, but um, no, fuck that. So I'm, gonna t- I'm taking Stevie Wonder. I'm taking Stevie Wonder uh, against Jake Paul next. Uh, I don't know about you, but I will have a poll out on uh, my Ambassador Fighters page. And my Instagram page on who you'll take it next. I like uh, the Steven Seagal uh, matchup also. Ronda Rousey, she just got knocked up. So uh, she is out of uh, out of opportunities here. Uh, she is having a baby boy, I do believe. Connor uh, Jr. might uh, might have long necks in there too. It's fucking awesome. So with that said, um, I'm la- <laughs> last thing I'm going to play the Enigma uh, tournament. Um, video that has happened and in June that I will be a part of. It's sold out. No soup for you. And then we're out of here. Next week, uh, I'm not sure who I have on. I forgot. Uh, I think I do have someone on. I just forgot who the hell it is. Uh, with that said, uh, we out of here, people. Bye. Saturday, May 8th, NE Combat Sports presents the 2021 Boston, Boston Open. Open. Five submission-only tournaments. Cash prizes for fight of the night and submission of the night. And finally, the rematch fans have been begging for between Chris Scott and Uncle Bobby McCarran. Available on demand next day on regionalcombatsports.com.